Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. As always, glad you're here with me. Don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle, but here we are. You and me. You and me. And I am glad. I'm so glad. I've been really thinking about going back to cussing on this show. I stopped doing it for a while. It's really hard for me. <laughs> I love cussing. I have a pretty <sighs> I have a pretty extensive dictionary. In my brain. I know a lot of words, but I do like cussing a lot. Grateful I have no desire to drink. Grateful I have no desire to drink. So grateful for that. We have a daily reprieve that's contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Therefore, the state of my spiritual condition is of utmost importance to me. My whole life depends on it. It's been a really exciting week for me. A lot of, um, some beautiful things have been been happening in my life. Some beautiful relationships and um, new opportunities to carry the message and work with people. And uh, I wanted to read a message I got on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, go ahead. Sarcastic.aa.book. It's all humorous stuff there sarcastic stuff there quotes from the books and other nonsense but people do message me quite a bit on there and um, get some incredible messages and I want to share one I already asked Adam's permission and he said go ahead so this comes from Adam 
You know I'm totally nuts right now. 41 days back, and choosing to finally get honest this time. Without your radio shows, my mornings would feel so much more hectic. Thank you for calming my sensitive alcoholic nerves. I've had seven years in the past. For the last five, I couldn't get honest, but came out as a transgendered. Stopped lying about my using and started being open to the fact that I don't just get back that past sobriety. I get a whole new life. Hoping to work for a different experience this time. Adam. Really grateful that you wrote. And um, you can turn it into the best thing that ever happened to you. There's just no doubt about that. I don't talk about it enough, maybe, but I am sober because, in part, I met a man in long ago who had initially relapsed before I met him and decided to turn that into the best thing that ever happened in his life. And when I met him, he had like 20 years of sobriety. So, you can do it. You could, if you've relapsed, if you're new, if you're struggling... It's really a golden opportunity in your life right now. You can turn this into the greatest thing that ever happened in your life. There's no doubt about it. My life is filled with people who have done such things. My life is filled with people who relapsed for a long time or relapsed and are sober now. I know a lot of people like that. So I'm going to take a break from the, what does the big book say? Workshop stuff. And I'm going to talk about this. And one of the ways I want to approach this is I want to talk about how Alcoholics Anonymous became quote-unquote official when Bill Wilson met Dr. Bob. Of course, sort of officially became Alcoholics Anonymous, if you will. So Bill had had a quote, hot flash spiritual experience, end quote. He had a a really heavy, profound, sudden spiritual experience. Spiritual, yeah, powerful spiritual experience. And um, he was trying to help other people get sober, and he was telling them they had to find God. So he was going around for about six months preaching to people. Picking people up 
out of the streets, out of hospitals, and the like, trying to sober them up, preaching to them, telling them they had to find God. God was the answer. But nobody was getting sober. But Bill was staying, Bill was staying sober, though. But anyways, this is what I want to talk about. We can talk about him. all this in a lot more detail. <clears throat> but what I want to get to is he's discouraged. He's pretty broke, having a lot of financial hardship. And he, he uh, goes on this business trip that if it goes well, it would set him straight financially. It would really make things right and solve all of his seeming problems at that time. So he went, and it was a disaster. Completely collapsed. Didn't go through. It was so bad, he was staying at this hotel called the Mayflower Hotel. And um, he wasn't even sure how he was going to pay his bill. It just all went south. And he'd been sober for about six months and nobody was getting sober. And he was really it was devastating. So he was thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll go sit in that bar and I'll just have a ginger ale. You know what? Maybe I can have just a couple drinks. And then he realized that the insanity of alcohol had returned. And um, it says in the big book, fear gripped him. This story is in a vision for you. And um, so he decides he's going to call another alcoholic to help. He's going to look for somebody to help because that is what has been keeping him sober for six months, helping people, getting out of self, turning his attention to someone else. He called Ebby his sponsor until the day he died. Ebby carried the message to him that got him sober. But Bill wasn't working with Ebby for six months. Bill was trying to work with other alcoholics for six months. So he was sober. Kept him sober. So when he wanted a drink for a second, he, I think it's important to note this, did not call Ebby. He didn't call Ebby. Hey, Ebby, I want a drink, man. Ebby would have said, We've, we already went over this. Go get out of self. Go help someone. Carrie, you know, go try to help another alcoholic. What are you doing? We already went over this. But instead, he called a bunch of phone numbers trying to locate someone he can help. And in the big book, it's very brief. It just sounds like he picked up the phone and 
in the hobby in the hotel lobby and dr bob answered and the rest is history but didn't go that like that he he made a call and there was it was busy and then he made another call and it was busy and then made another call and I'm butchering this a little bit, but bottom line, he had to make quite a bit of calls. And it didn't look like it was going well. And he easily could have said, you know what? I tried. I tried, God. I mean, I think how many times have I said that over the years? You know what? I tried to do the right thing. I tried. And I guess it's not supposed to be. He didn't do that. He kept going. He kept making calls. And then somebody finally said, there's somebody you can see, but you have to wait. So he waited. And I don't know what that sounds like. But had he said, ah, you know what? The hell with it. then what would have happened? I mean, there's no way of knowing, but his decision changed the world. His decision to not say F it changed the world. I think about that a lot. I think about it every time I'm tempted to say, the hell with it. I think, you know what? You do not know the impact this decision will have. What is the right thing? What is God's will? Right here, right now. So, if you're new or struggling, that's why I want to share this. What you decide right now could literally, you could decide it's the best thing that ever happened to you and you can turn it into something the way Mike turned it into where, you know, I'm doing a podcast because of him, really. I do these workshops because of the message I got from him. I'm happy, joyous, and free today because of him. I have the marriage I have today because of him. I have the relationships. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's, there's a lot that he did by deciding that he was going to make it the best thing that ever happened in his life. That decision, he died, by the way, in like 1992, And I'm talking about him right now. And he was the most influential person in my life. In my life. In my life. I only knew him for a year or two before he passed. But his decision to make this the best thing that ever happened to him is affecting lives right now. 
So, I think anybody can do this. The way I feel about it, take this or leave it. Obviously, but God is like this light. And anybody who gets out of the way of that light lets that light shine. That's the power of God. That power can do what I'm describing in the lives of everybody around you. Great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. The very famous, page 164, read in many, many meetings. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Get out of the way of that light, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. Get out of the way of that light. Live in the third step. Get out of self. Get unblocked. And you have equal access to that incredible power. Bill got out of the way. And he ended up meeting Dr. Bob. Etc. Etc. So try not to be down about your position. If you are coming back from a relapse or you're hurting. Anybody could do this at any time, no matter what's going on. You make this decision to, to turn your suffering into something incredible, the best thing that ever happened to you. Ask God for help doing that, and you will get it. Make it amazing. Make what is happening for you amazing. See to it that your relationship with him is right. Sincerely attempt to demonstrate. Step three. Thy will not might be done. And just, you're never going to be perfect. It's not the goal. Just throw it away. Seeking in progress. Aiming for perfection, but knowing it's not possible today. It won't be possible tomorrow. So, if you needed to hear that, good. 
I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore. I'm out of here. I'm recording this at night, so I have tea with me. I don't know what kind of tea it is. It is piping hot. Some kind of throat thingamajiggy. I don't know. Something. You want to hear it? I know you do. Hold up. Now, for the next part of our show, we're going to play a little Pink Floyd off of 1971's Metal album, Side 2, Song 1. Originally called Nothing, Parts 1 through 7, later changed to Echoes here on KMP3. I was talking tonight to uh, a bunch of my friends and... uh, they were all telling me, you should answer calls on that show. You should get an 800 number and and take calls, you know? Record at a certain time, record it live, and take calls. You should do that. They were all just cramming that in my face. I was like, you're all playing God. Do you know that? All of you are playing God. I don't know. I said, you mean people should call in and ask about my modeling? Because I have a lot of... I, I, I have those answers. If anybody wants to call about that. Shapewear or glutes or... How to break a bottle on your stomach. That kind of thing. But anyways, so I was just doing a little practice there for the, the idea. That'd be so fun. My God, that'd be so fun. It'd be so great to be on satellite or something. That was, it's one of my dreams to do something like that. So I remember a while ago, I recorded a bunch of fake radio shows and emailed them to my friends with a bunch of music on them. And they were like, are you done? Anyways, I'm going to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three on the East Coast and on the West Coast. And to podcast greater than yourself, the Black Rhinos International Big Book Study. That's not in the book podcast. Anonymous Recovery Podcast. I want to say hello to um, Chelsea. And I want to say to anyone who needs to hear it that everything's okay. Everything's okay. It's not going to be okay. It's okay now. It is okay. I know it. I know what it's like to not feel that. Tell it. It's okay. All right. I don't know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope. I hope.